0: Welcome to ClearCast. I'm your host, Tim Dukeman. I'm here with Pastor Dave. And today we're going to talk about entertainment. Um, Americans actually spent $37 billion on entertainment in 2021. And so it's absolutely a, a conversation that's worth having and a, a topic we ought to think more clearly about. So let's just start on a practical level, level, Pastor Dave. Have you ever been watching a movie with your family and had to turn it off?
1: I don't know if I've ever had to do that with my kids. I have had to do that on multiple occasions with my wife, where we'll be watching some movie. For a while, I liked to watch old Western movies, because okay. I thought they would be safer. Like, right. And then there's some bar scene or brothel scene or some, uh, something, right. and you're just like, ah. And you're uncomfortable. It's, like, it's uncomfortable, because it caught you by surprise. It's uncomfortable, because you're sitting there with your wife. And then she's just like, uh-uh. And so that was that. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, we've had to turn things off. We haven't had to do that uh, recently. And the reason is because now any movie that uh, we're going to watch, I vet on imdb.com mm-hmm. first. You can go on there and click down to the parent's guide, and uh, it categorizes violence and gore, sex, alcohol, profanity, um Frightening, frightening scenes, scenes. yeah, um, and it actually describes those scenes to you and gives it a rating and tells you how like how much and what that is uh, mm-hmm. coming up, so you can without watching it or being surprised by it, you can know whether or not there's sex scenes and you know lots of blood, uh, lots of taking the Lord's name in vain. It's often surprising to me on IMDb actually that under profanity that is often one of the things that is tracked. Hmm. is taking the Lord's name in vain. Hmm. And they'll, they'll, they'll note it out 37 times taking, wow. saying Jesus Christ or saying something hmm. like that or OMG or these types of things. And I'm just like, of all the places, I'd expect to find someone cataloging that, but they do. And so there's lots of things uh, in movies. Well, it's movies. probably written by Christians, like those guides are. Yeah, you presume yeah. It's, it's a Christian on there, and then you're like, okay, that means some Christian sat there and... With her little, it, yeah. With her little ticker and counted it, but yeah, I'm um, looking
2: at I'm looking at the parents guide on a movie right now, and it says uh, one religious exclaim that involves the Lord's name in vain. Nice, yeah. So. so, so
1: thank you to thank you to the Christians uh. who are keeping watch mm. of those things at the uh, uh, on IMDb.com. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, that's from now, uh, from years now. <laughs> any movie that we're going to watch or TV show, even <coughs> we'll go, I'll go on there first. And my kids actually know that if I go on that website, if they're sitting there like kind of over my shoulder mm-hmm. wanting to, they know if I'm going to go and read that, that they actually are not allowed to be looking at the screen while I'm reading it. Cause I don't want them seeing what's, what's okay. written. Not because the descriptions are usually, uh, very, uh, explicit, but they're explicit enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need it to be curiosity. So
0: yeah, so that's how things work at our house. Okay yeah i uh we've definitely used the i m d b uh parents guide many many times um I would definitely view it as essential but taking it back i guess more big picture how how should we think about entertainment standards and what type of things <coughs> we, ought to, we ought to be watching and seeing and <clears throat> say it again like how should we be thinking about entertainment standards how should we think about what what's appropriate to watch
1: well there's um there's certainly things that Christians are ought not to be consuming, and so we need to. There's a category of you know stuff that's bad, stuff that's going to be harmful or destructive or tempting, and those are the sorts of things you should avoid. It makes me think of um, Paul's statement in Philippians four toward the end, where he says, "Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute." If there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. There's another place in Scripture. I can't remember if it's in Corinthians or where it says a poor what is evil cling to what is good. Yeah. there is this distinction, and we we have to recognize that distinction exists in our entertainment, in the whether that's movies or music or um, video games. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is there's this there's just things that are not good for your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, They're sinful. In there, so we have to sort those things out and avoid the things that would be harmful or destructive to us.
0: Okay, um, so uh, one of the categories people typically think about with interstatement would be violence. Um, wh- how do we separate uh, a movie that just has violence in it versus a movie that's so violent that we shouldn't watch it? Like, can you give us some some guidance on that?
1: I'm trying to think of a case where I'd be comfortable saying, "Yeah, that's full of violence," but there's a good benefit in you watching it. Hmm. Um, I suppose the real issue I find with violence is is that it, it, it does a couple of things. One, it acclimates you to some of to things that are incredibly horrific,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it makes you and you and you you watch them or cons, you know you, you witness them and. It doesn't the, the response that anything like that in real life would nor- naturally elicit is you're, is uh, short circuited or yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah you're just like oh yeah they just shot him in the face it or you know they just slit his throat or they just mm-hmm. you know threw him off a building or whatever um, that that is it sort of it deadens your conscience to the horror of it it mm-hmm. makes the image of man less. Of a consideration, it it teaches you to. You're more concerned with the storyline and the plot progression than you are of the fact that what they what was just depicted was someone, righteously or not, as far as the storyline goes, Mm -hmm. being killed Mm -hmm. without justice, without process, without
2: anything like that. If one of the things I think that's a problem that we're starting to notice more time goes on is there was a time when a tiny bit of violence in a movie was a big deal. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So if you go back, like if you see, if you see a a little scene with a little bit of violence in it from, or or even a lot, 50, 60 years ago, it's nothing compared to what's available now. Right. Because the purpose of the movie is to create, to elicit shock and, and revulsion. But if you do that to people, it's going to take more next time, yeah. and more ne- like, and over time, it just it becomes more and more dramatic. Um, I think of the passage of scripture, um, the law about the flogging, where he says they are not allowed to uh, in in Moses' law, they weren't allowed to flog a person more than thirty nine lashes or more than forty mm-hmm. lashes, lest your brother be degraded in your sight. Right. So there's something about seeing the body brutalized that desensitizes us to the reality of the image of God in others. Um, and just mm. a, a diet of that is going to gradually make us less and less bothered by those sights. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's, that's one consideration with violence. Um, another is bloodlust, mm. which is, and in fact, not, I mean, not, there's a danger in becoming, cultivating an appetite for that sort of, um depiction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily lead to real life outworkings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it does desensitize you to it. It does familiarize you with it. It does um
0: create an appetite.
1: An appetite. It makes it normal. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a normal thing. I mean, especially with CGI now, the things that the <clears throat> You know things are in 4K and there things are. You know what was what did the actor actually do versus what did they whip up on their computer?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: The the how graphic it is, how much blood there is, like just the intensity of it is way more than you know. If you were watching a John Wayne movie and there was a shootout, you know you got smoke going out the end of a gun and some guy grabbing his
2: gutter his chest
1: and kind of falling over and dying. That's I mean yeah. That's not how people die in movies anymore. No. So, um, and I do think it it has a, a deadening to um, that's deadening effect to us. And then, and then when we face death in real life, I actually think it, it has it, it, it works against us being able to cope with and handle it. Hmm. Um, I hmm. have a friend that I grew up with who loves horror movies, absolutely loves them, and is is absolutely opposed to anybody owning guns
2: hmm. and wow. I have the same
1: response like you know you know your face you're like but that doesn't seem to follow and I'm like yeah I, I've never been able to understand the disconnect because it doesn't it doesn't seem to follow to me that you would you would really enjoy entertainment where people are tortured and harmed in the most gruesome ways mm-hmm. but then even owning a gun for self-protection seems like too much I'm like mm-hmm. I don't understand it he's af- he's afraid of guns he had some sort of negative some fearful event um I want to think that there I want to think in his co- when he was in college there was a threat of a a guy with a gun on campus hmm. and that just completely like then it was real and I'm like well but then, okay fine I you know if you feel that way about guns sure but why do you entertain yourself with things as bad or worse yeah. than what you're Experiencing in real life.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's an interesting point. Like you bring up horror movies, um because I the the case I've heard for horror movies, if we can take a quick tangent on the onto this, um the case I've heard is that horror movies have like a, a good, solid grasp on the reality of evil. And mm. then like people have argued that it's okay to watch them because they're it's a grasp on the reality of evil. And I guess for me, that's not a super compelling argument because I don't think it's that hard to go find or, or like I don't know how you get around or avoid the reality of evil in our in the world we live in. It just seems like that's not really the lesson we have to be learning <laughs> too much um I don't know like who denies evil at this point in twenty twenty three
1: um well ironically, I think a lot of people uh, deny evil or or are completely appalled by by it when it's a, when it happens i mean you think of October seventh and it's yeah. like everyone's completely appalled that people that there that 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 the Palestinians that Hamas would do what they did and then that Israel would respond as aggressively and forcefully as they did mm-hmm. but um it's like they can't figure out where it comes from yeah. and it's yeah, and yet in is it's it seems crazy because like you said it's 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 literally all around us but it's almost like it's it's, it's almost like the consumption of, of horror, violence, that type of stuff. One of the deadening effects is that when it happens around you, you don't recognize it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Unless it hits close to home. And if it hits close to home, then you, then you don't know what to do with it. You've not been shielded from it or prepared for it. Yeah.
0: And so I, and the other thing I think about with horror movies is just that there is a sort of reveling in darkness – That happens with those movies that um and 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 i think it's hard to know like you quoted philippians four about like whatever is honorable pure true right lovely of good repute um dwell on these things and i think that's a very hard verse to apply in a fallen world tainted by sin comprehensively when 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 we have total depravity as as our lived experience um that can be a difficult verse to apply, and I guess what I would say is that if that verse means anything, it probably means that horror movies are generally not a good idea. Um, that would be my inclination. I don't know. Yeah, I tend. Yeah,
1: I agree. I, I mean, I think we're making the argument that there's some honorable good. There's a good guy. There's a protagonist. There's mm-hmm. good being done in a movie. Um, my thought about it has been that the the Bible has the best stories in it the best plot lines, Mm -hmm. and things you wouldn't expect or things that are really bad um, and really did happen. Mm -hmm. um, And that what we're trying to do is, um, in entertainment, we're trying to get access to those parts of our heart and mind, and and yet we're going into the the filth and the darkness to, to find it. And then we're going, Oh, but there's something good in here. There's a, there's a good guy who's out doing, mm-hmm. doing good. I can't, what was the name of that movie? Um, came out a few months ago. It was about sex trafficking and this Oh, uh, sound of freedom, sound of freedom. I haven't like, seen it. I didn't see it, but I didn't just haven't seen it. I I was opposed to going and seeing it. Oh, really? Myself. Like okay. I've never told anybody that, but I was just like, I don't want to go watch a movie that depicts, something that's so wicked and vile and evil. Mm-hmm. I'm glad there's men out there doing the, the real work of mm-hmm. it, but I don't think we should consume and put before our eyes that type of uh, uh, horror hmm. because it normalizes it in a way. Like it, it, I think it's, it's okay for – I remember in um, Hiding Place, Corey Ten Boom's mm-hmm. book that one, at one point she asks her dad – um, oh, yeah. A question. And he just looked at her, and he said, honey, that's too much for you. I don't remember the exact quote. Yeah, he, right said, her to,
2: he asked her to carry his suitcase, his trunk. Yeah. And she says, like, I can't.
1: Yeah. He said, it's too heavy. Yeah, and he said, there's other things. Like, what's going on with the Jews? Like, what happens to them when they when the trains, you know, and he just said, "That's that's not for you. And it's like she had some awareness that mm-hmm. there was something really awful going on because she was living and seeing bits and pieces of it in her real life Right. but that her dad was did a good job in protecting her and caring for her by saying honey you don't need like this is not for you Hmm. and I feel the same way about sex trafficking and Hmm. is that I I, yeah we know it's going on and it's a real problem and I I I want there to be men who deal with it and deal with it justly yeah and protect and save and do those things but it, to, to turn it into a piece of entertainment. I think a lot of documentaries are have a strong element of entertainment in them. Mm-hmm. I never saw the movie. The people I know who saw the movie said it was moving, that it was not yeah. uh, cliche or cheap or anything like that. And mm. I just thought... And a number of the men I talked to f- felt very compelled and, to, and stirred up and angry mm. at what was going on. And yet there was nowhere for that anger to be expressed. Right. And when there's not a way for... When you're really motivated to act on something and you're not able to, it just sort of Mm. it it deadens your 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 attentiveness. Next time, you just don't. You're like, oh, we get all excited, but you don't do anything about it. Yeah, Um, I think it has a negative effect. And so I didn't. Hmm. I never told anybody. I don't think you should go see that movie. I didn't. I don't know at the time when it was going on. I just. I just had a visceral response that said, I don't want to go watch a movie about kids being.
0: Trafficked, yeah.
1: Trafficked. I mean, there was a movie a few years ago that came out about. Uh, it was on Netflix. Netflix got in a bunch of trouble about it. This kid that was transitioning and stuff, and they were trying to tell. I'm pretty sure it was about an LGBTQ kid, and it was trying to personalize them. I get really sensitive about movies, especially if they have violence and gore, or any type of stuff like that, and kids are involved. Yeah, where it's like, I like that little kid that's acting is being put in. <laughs> That little child that's acting is being put into an environment or situation they don't understand mm-hmm. fully because they're a child, not an adult, and are being subjected to things that maybe they've learned not to respond to like a child would, really frightening situations. And I just think this is inappropriate that we would consume um, that sort of entertainment at the expense of the people who are producing it. It's the same argument you make for porno- against pornography, right? is that the destruction of the production… To the people who are producing it mm-hmm. for your consumption is right is a real consideration, and it's wicked.
0: Yeah, well, this is uh, kind of related to that. I'll never forget, I read an article about um, how, I think it was Jennifer Lawrence in a movie, I hadn't seen the movie, but she had this sex scene in the movie, and she, uh, she had to get extremely drunk before she could even do the scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and, like, she would cry all the time, at the, like, doing it and everything. And, like, it really brought – like, it was basically, like, laying out this is the effect. And that wasn't, like, strictly pornography. It was, like, simulated or whatever. But right. this is the effect of what we think of as – or what, what people would call a tasteful sex scene or whatever. This is the effect on the people producing it. It is incredibly destructive. Um
1: yeah and so I wish that that type of stuff wasn't um I wish we didn't have to talk about that kind of stuff but we're inundated with it mm-hmm. with violence with sex I mean at this point now when you see one of the things that just frustrates me and I don't know if it's just because I'm older and less maybe a little less uh led off by the the impulses and the you can see through it, through the stuff that's going on I end up looking at a lot of the the, the, the type of sex scenes that end up in movies and I just think this does nothing like you could have a really good plot a really good movie and this mm-hmm. does nothing to move that forward right. it's just in there for titillation that's all it's there for right and it's just like it's just frustrating it's like you could take a good movie mm-hmm. and spoil it like right. you, you think if you could take one of my favorite movies as The Sound of Music okay I maybe sound crazy if you know me but I love The Sound of Music <laughs> I love It's a Wonderful Life um doesn't get doing this. But if you could take the sound of music of a man and his wife, you know, his wife's passing away and he's going through mistresses and then this woman comes and she falls and like there there becomes a love interest, obviously, mm-hmm. right? But how would we produce that love interest now today? Yeah. Like there's no way the sound of music gets produced without nakedness. Right. Mm-hmm. And hidden stuff. And kids that are Struggling and having all kinds of like, we're trying a lot of entertainment is trying to interpret people's lives to them. Mm-hmm. And so, all of the stuff that the kids are dealing with would be all the things that are going on in society. And uh, it normalizes a lot of brokenness and a lot of uh, really awful things mm-hmm. that we should shudder at, but we don't anymore. We're just like, yeah, that's normal. That's just how life is.
0: Yeah. I, I, something that I've thought a lot about is that it used to be 20, 30, 40 years ago. The, movie was a, the point of the movie was here's this person who has all of these obstacles or they, they come up against this great evil and they, they sacrifice and they, they have battle scars because they fought it and eventually triumphed. And the point of the movie is that you ought to try to be like that person. Now, when, when we make a movie... The point of the movie is this person on the screen. You already are that person. Yeah, you're already mm-hmm. just like them, and and so it went from an aspirational thing to an affirmational thing.
1: Yeah. Thing mm.
0: where um, now the point of the movie is to make you feel better about what you are already doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's become the the express. Like now, of instead
0: it. of like the person maybe there's a character arc and they improve themselves but a lot of times they just make jokes about it and nothing never there's no change like one of the the amazing things about the last like 10 years especially is that every female character no longer has a character arc and if she has any character arc it's her coming to realize how amazing and wonderful and perfect she already is like oh. that's become like a joke among people who watch movies is that they don't have a character arc um and but I think there's a significant degree to which that's really an industry-wide problem, like for the entertainment industry in general, is that we don't want to. It's like they don't want to put people in fr- in front of us who are obviously better than us hmm. because it might make us feel bad. Hmm. And.
2: Um, but I think that's a that's you could argue that's an issue in any form of media. I do think there are unique sins and temptations that are involved with visual media. Um, and one of them we've kind of covered is just the the issue of uh, of violence um, but the the issue of profanity and sexual content is in my mind a more dramatic issue like I, I believe um, I think it's closer to the surface maybe I would put it I'm not sure exactly how I would how I would best frame that mm-hmm. but I would say um, that as Christians, part of the issue is that we're very tempted to become inoculated against it and just inured to where we're just not bothered by the media we consume. Um, and if we would, if we would uh, nurture a tender conscience, it would put us miles up the road on the issue. You know, if we would mm-hmm. just start with just a basic tenderness of conscience and a, an awareness, a fear of God, an awareness of God's, uh, of God's care for these things— and the fact that he's watching like that he knows what we're we're doing yeah. um, and that that we stand before him yeah i
1: i think the things that are with entertainment the things that sort of stand out to me generally mm-hmm. in terms of the troubles violence sex and the effects that those will have on you also just um it's it's like a the the, the amount of time that gets wasted yeah is a real concern of mm-hmm. mine. I was having a conversation with my boys, um, and this has sort of been an ongoing conversation. And we talk about Dude Perfect. Oh, Tim, you don't even know who Dude Perfect is. Do you know who Mr. Beast is?
0: Yeah, I know who Mr. Beast
2: is. Oh, okay, so Dude Perfect. It okay. sounds vaguely familiar.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a perfect waste of time. <laughs>
2: okay, um, Dude Perfect was one of the biggest YouTube channels back in the day. They uh, were one of the early ones to actually make it big. They're professing Christians. What do they do? Like what kind They of? do trick shots. That's what they, oh, like they the basketball. Their their shots? initial okay. thing was trick shots with football, frisbee, basketball. Okay. Now they do. I mean, at All one point they were just doing pretty much it, whatever you can imagine, just goofy, crazy things. Yeah. Yeah, and so my okay. ki-
1: so my kids like watching it because it's like, oh look, they can make this basketball shot from the bounce the ball here and there. Where, right. You know, and it's it's and of course they're out there. For hours and hours and hours. Oh, yeah. No kidding. But you can watch their five-minute video. Mm-hmm. They'd be really impressed. And I just despise Dude Perfect. I told my kids, I'm like, you're just a waste. Of, you're just rotting your brain away watching Dude Perfect. Yeah. Well, my kids are like, well, Dad, you watch you watch things on YouTube. And I'm like, you're right. I do. And I said, now here's the difference. And this is my difference, and I don't know how valid it is. But I said, I, I watch things on YouTube. I enjoy watching people who have a real skill that they've worked hard to cultivate a particular skill not luck mm-hmm. dude perfect I suppose you could argue there is some skill in developing through trial and error mm-hmm. the ability to do whatever it is they're doing right but I perf- I enjoy watching guys who have perfected a craft and who um, love it and like and like to share it yeah or demonstrate their expertise and so there's a guy from like he's probably got he doesn't have a he probably doesn't have a thousand followers maybe he has a few more hmm. but he carves snakes on on huh. walking sticks and the, and he paints hand paints them carves them and hand paints them and then sells these walking sticks for hundreds and hundreds of dollars because the amount of time it takes wow. and they look like real I mean they I they're very lifelike and it's just an old guy with a beard sitting on a chair <laughs> with his tools hmm. and his paint and it's like the amount of like that he can see a piece, in a piece of wood, he can see the, the artistry in it mm-hmm. is really impressive to me. I like watching him. I like watching sports highlights. I like watching good people who are good at what they're doing, doing yeah. it. Um, I like watching guys who know how to work on like work on and fix cars and who understand and can diagnose problems. It's really – it's guy stuff, I'm sure. Mm. If, if, so if you're a woman listening, you'd be like, <laughs> what in the world is the point of all this? I don't know. When the car breaks, there will be a point.
2: <clears throat> so you don't <clears throat> enjoy watching a video of the top 10 GIFs of all time? No. That's no, no. the latest Dude Perfect video. <laughs> Just yeah, or no. the luckiest dude wins a game. They were
1: uh, – <laughs> Yeah, that kind of stuff I have no interest in. But somebody who's good at – Anyone who's good at their craft,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm. In, I, I'm drawn more to that stuff. What they, if what I'm really really good at is making YouTube videos. I'd say that you're. What I've no, I've actually had that discussion. My kids are like, well, "What's the difference?" It's all entertainment, and I'm like, "There is a way to add value." Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of what goes on. I mean, YouTube originally, you know, here's the how-to videos for first off, and. They were adding value. They were, they're, they're, the video was aimed at being helpful to you to answering a
2: question right. that you had. Yeah. It's exactly like the difference between, like in sales, like you actually have to have a product that you're good at that that you're trying to sell. Yeah, yeah. but the danger it's in lots of areas in our culture, the the tail begins to wag the dog, mm-hmm. and you become such a good salesman that you can sell anything. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the what's the quote you can sell you can sell ice ice uh, cubes to eskimos or right. whatever. Yeah. The the idea is when you become so good at YouTube videos that you don't even care about the real life skill. It's just how can I turn anything into content mm-hmm. that people can mindlessly scroll through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I when I scroll through the dude perfect which it's easy to rag on them. They actually anyway. They they there's there's so much more mindless stuff now. <laughs> yeah, that and, I look back and I'm like, and to be, okay, f- I and to mean, be you fair, know?
1: with with Dude Perfect, you're not dealing with violence and you're not dealing with gratuitous yeah. sex. You're just dealing with silliness, Waste of time, mm-hmm. silliness. Which, if you have boys,
2: but a waste of time isn't <laughs> sinful. I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> it actually is, right? But,
1: yeah, and my thing is like, if if you've got if you've got boys, like you probably don't need to be feeding that mindless silliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In them, right, and I certainly don't need my kids thinking that they can jump off of a a whatever and not break their ankle when right. they land,
0: like, yeah. And so, yeah, there's an element of, of wasting time. Um, they don't show you the six weeks of him learning to cast because he broke yeah, that his ankle would have been yeah. um,
1: more than dude perfect, that would have been jackass, <laughs> oh, right, yeah, that like where it's like, oh, we're gonna get entertained by hurting ourselves or almost hurting ourselves, right, and um. There's just, this stuff has just grown up around us. Mm-hmm. And I think entertainment, and we're getting better and better at it with with VR and stuff, um, mm. and where it's just an escape from real life. And yeah. I think in the end, yep. whatever you're consuming, whatever type of, you might be like, oh, well, that's not my, I, I don't watch bloody things, and I don't watch sexual things, and I'm not watching pointless things. I'm like, okay, but you are being taken away from real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah real people, real real progress in your life, whatever it is you're supposed to be working on. You're you're not being entertained and solving the problems your boss needs you to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or that your family needs you to, to address. And so...
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone uh, has ever um, spent a tremendous amount of time watching or, or playing video games or whatever, like doing entertainment. And then... 10 years later, they're like, oh, man, I'm really glad I spent so much time entertaining myself. <laughs> My life would be so much worse right now if I had learned a valuable skill instead. You know, like no one says that. And I think if we give like this is kind of a cheesy way to say it, but if you give your future self a vote in how you use your time, mm-hmm. it will most of the time result in you just consuming less entertainment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's right, and it's but then there's real pressure to be up on the, the latest this or the latest mm-hmm. that. I mean, at my house, the sports that we're interested in are football, professional football, and um, European soccer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my kids have friends that like we don't have, and we don't even have internet or a TV at my house. We have we have Wi-Fi and hotspot, like hotspots on our phones and whatever, not uh-huh. so that we're unconnected. But like I'm. You know, it's like, oh, the you know, Manchester City played. We need to find out what happened. Oh, my buddy's favorite team is the uh I can't remember who it is. The Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what happened when I go to school on Monday. I didn't know what happened to the Dolphins game and it's like, <laughs> Well, maybe but there's pressure from outside to like have be be caught up with yeah. the latest. I mean, if you go onto Amazon, or I'm sure Netflix or whatever streaming service, like they all have this banner. It's like top ten in the USA. Like it right. tells you what everyone else is watching, and if you want to be in the know, you better
0: mm-hmm.
1: be binging this.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And what are you sacrificing time wise um, mm-hmm. to get there to keep up with that? And then it, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, so the, something I thought a lot about recently is um, the like just the quality of entertainment. I think is is such an important thing to think about when you're having this conversation. Um, so over the summer, we read Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy, mm-hmm. and it's widely considered like the best novel of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got like probably a quarter of the way to the book, and we we're like, okay, this is better than most other things I've read. And mm-hmm. um, the quality of the writing was so much higher. And the character building was so much better. And also, uh, I wasn't expecting this as much, but there's lots of good moral teaching in the book too. Yes, it's, it's, it's actually a really edifying book in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I think about when we, when we look at the Netflix banner of the, the 10 trending shows in the United States right now, how many of those are we even going to remember that they existed in 15 years? Right. And like, just from like a purely practical standpoint, like, wouldn't you rather have read *Anna Karenina* than watched whatever the number seven trending show in the United States was in in December of 2023? I mean, <laughs> you know, which of those is is better for you, and right. which one are you going to be happy about in the future, and which one's gonna? <coughs> build you up more like what's going to put you in a better place and um
1: yeah but the thing about entertainment is you're, you're making this is normal for you would be you're going to make a rational logical argument for why you shouldn't do dumb stuff but rather smart stuff instead <laughs> and yet the the parts of us the old man is not
0: mm-hmm.
1: is not rational is not moved by that type of stuff is like yeah but I, it's like a little kid's like yeah but i want that and so you're like, wouldn't you rather have read Anna Karenina mm-hmm. than what was popular in December of 2023? And it's like, no, I'd probably rather have watched the movie that came out two weeks ago. Whenever you asked me that question, that's what our flesh would say. Be like, I don't. Yeah. Why would I want to spend all that time reading that book? Mm-hmm. And um, it just, it just. Uh,
2: if it changes if the way our, we think about stuff. Well, if our if our minds worked through the logic of our entertainment choices, we really wouldn't need to have this conversation. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah to that's, a
0: significant degree. Yeah,
2: that's a good way good way to point it. Mm-hmm. And so, the question is how how can we approach our entertainment choices with a more uh, biblically informed mindset? Mm-hmm. And what are the ways that we can uh, work towards? Um, Making spiritually informed and intellectually informed choices about our entertainments instead of allowing the top trending videos on Amazon Prime or the the homepage on our YouTube, um, YouTube subscription to determine what entertains us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's it's a hard it's hard for me to talk about because we're I feel we're so surrounded by it. I think what I'd rather say is there should be movies that you've turned off. Mm-hmm. There should be series that you didn't finish.
2: Right. There, there should there, be apps that you've uninstalled. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I, I mean, yeah. There, there. You know. I would say. You know. Why are we talking about entertainment? Well, because we all spend way more time than is good, healthy, or honoring to God consuming this mm-hmm. stuff, to the neglect of. You know, we'll, we we'll say we'll keep up on these things, and say, okay, well, how's your prayer life for your, yeah, your um. Your devotions, you know, what are you memorizing? Mm-hmm. How have you, um, how many times have you had dinner with your family in the last week? And how many late nights were there? Did you and your wife go to bed regularly? And it's like, well, no, 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 no. All that stuff's. I'm having a hard time. I'm behind at work. I'm, I'm struggling at school. But it's like, but there's this other thing that is perfectly maintained and up to date. Yeah. And it's your entertainment life. Yeah. Right. And so it has a really corrosive. Uh, effect on your, on your spiritual state, and you might think, oh, we'll, we'll just run away from it, and not participate in it, and not. Mm-hmm. And I'm just in one sense, I'm like, I don't. Where are you going to go to get away from?
2: Well, I found something completely. that's been super helpful in limiting the amount of entertainment that I intake is just my wife having a new baby. Yeah, that's. <laughs> we have we have a particular series we've watched together, um, and the last time we watched one was. Uh, an episode was uh, four months ago or so, <laughs> three months right. ago. We've right. got a new little one that's, uh, he's almost a month and a half old now. And that just really changes your uh, yeah. ability yeah. to consume.
1: Yeah. Pain. And so I think one of the ways to fight this temptation is like, well, I'm just going to run away from it and not do it. And it's like, well, that's probably not the best game plan. I think instead what you'd, you're better off doing is filling your life up with responsibilities. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. That demand you your time, like (laughs) your time and your energy and your thought, um, and your rest, Mm -hmm. um, that's probably a good way to fight is just, just to set your life up in such a way that you don't have a bunch of downtime and that's easier if you're, I think it's easier as you get older. You just, if you tend to have more responsibilities when you're older, Mm -hmm. um, the problem is when you're setting the trajectory of your life, you have way more disposable time, income, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that trajectory is going to die a slow, painful death later on in life. Hopefully, it'll die a death as you gain more responsibilities. I was telling my older boys recently, I said, that the, the way that I spent my late teens and early 20s was, there was no accountability. There was no input from anyone other than me
0: mm.
1: in terms of what I spent my time, my energy, my interests. Like None of that stuff was ever cultivated. Yeah. Um, in a helpful way. And so now I'm 41 and it's like, okay, but you can't think and want the sort of stuff that 20 year olds think and want and want to do with their time. Cause you're married, you've got kids, like you're, yeah. you've got a lot of responsibilities. Like there's these other things just have to go by the way. And I'm not going to participate in them while they do. Cause I, I don't have the time or energy to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm not sure that's true with you guys where those things you're like, yeah, I'm not going to, I can't get on that train. Mm -hmm. and pay it, you know, no, I don't. can't be in that fantasy football league or whatever because I don't have the time to... Right,
2: can't check Telegram today.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: And I I think that
0: a lot of this comes down to if you're going to have an approach to entertainment that would even be recognizable to someone who lived in all of human history until 50 years ago, you're just going to have to be okay with not not keeping up. You're not going to know what's going on. You're not going to be following all the shows or the movies or whatever. Like you're not going to, you're not going to be caught up. You're not well, going to be conversing. Yeah. Now let
1: me add something to it that might be my bristle at. You're not going to be caught up with all the news. Mm-hmm. You're not. <laughs> right. Because what I, what I've said to my family and other people in the church and stuff, is I said, news is what affects the way you live your daily, your particular daily life. Yeah. Anything that if, if, if it just cause it's, on a news show or on Fox or CNN or wherever, whatever podcast you're listening to that's political,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think there's a lot of entertainment that passes itself off as this is news and relevant. And it's like, no, nah, doesn't that, that does not affect me. And I have no ability to change what happens in that situation in any meaningful way right. from where I'm at right now. And then things that might be news somewhere else are not news to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes your world a lot smaller when you think of news that way. Which is, what can I do around here?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think most people probably don't track nearly as closely with their local news as they do with
2: yep national, national. or mm-hmm. or global. Joseph Spurgeon, Joseph, I'm sorry, Joseph Borka just shouted while he was listening to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, a guy, young guy from our church that's always talking about the need for local involvement over national. Yeah, that's because kind of it's where I mean, bangs on.
1: Yeah, it, where you have the, actually the ability to be useful to to do anything to mm-hmm. accomplish anything. Um, if 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 what you're consuming has no ability to for you to act on in your your real day to day life, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, YouTube has videos on it about how to fix this on your car and do build this thing in your house and how to, I mean, you name it, it's got videos on it. But if you're never actually going to do that stuff, it's not education. Mm-hmm. It's just entertainment. Right. A lot of documentaries. Oh, I'm going to learn all about such and such. It's probably entertainment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. And um,
1: which is not to say that there isn't. You know, we talked earlier about there being some Christian themes or uh, redeemable qualities in different movies or, or forms of entertainment. I'm not. I don't have a hard line in my life about saying that that you can't find those things or appreciate those things mm-hmm. at all. Um, I watched a movie recently that was was a documentary. It was about a, a photojournalist who was over in Iraq during um, I think it was during Desert Storm and the the main plot of the story was him actually going back, and this was all real time footage from the war, and it was a the the culmination of the film was them actually getting pinned down in this valley, and a number of the the unit that he was with were killed because they couldn't come in to save him. so it's a war movie, it's sad, there's no sex in there, but it's real bullets, real people, real soldiers, real video. but the real story was his son came with him who was an adult son and his son wanted to know why were you not a father and why were you always gone why are you never oh, wow. here for my graduate like my birthdays for holidays for all this like real life stuff his son wanted to know what is so compelling that you were not a husband and a father mm. and so his son went with him on this last trip and so he and his son are with this group and there's nothing romantic about it there's a lot of foul language in it because there be people are dying. shooting dying and stuff um it was fairly raw it was real you came away at. The, I mean the end of the scene the end of the movie is the is the military funeral for all the guys who didn't come back and hmm. I was moved and brought to tears and was also very thankful to have been doing the work that they were doing mm-hmm. um and was sorry for the cost that it, it was on his family thankful for the soldiers who did it um I really appreciated it. I don't know that I'd recommend the movie. I certainly wouldn't recommend the movie to children mm-hmm. in terms of the language and the themes and the things that are going on in there. Mm-hmm. Um but it was literal real footage, real even real interviews that were aired nationally with this with this uh journalist. And so I wondered whether I should watch it because obviously it's going to be there's going to be violence, there's going to be foul language. Um so mm. Yeah. I'll leave you to figure out what the movie was. I won't name it.
2: <laughs>
1: <That's fair. laughs> so, yeah. I'm not saying there's no place for that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we need to be careful with it as Christians. And I'm not convinced I'm right either. So, here's a podcast about entertainment standards for Christians. And I'm not, I don't know that I trust myself. I know I don't trust myself to have it all nailed down and mm-hmm. know exactly what's right and wrong here.
2: Yeah. yeah. And That's interesting. I, I
0: would add, like, to piggyback on your point, um, I'm someone who used to be very tuned in, di- dialed into all the news and politics and everything. Um, I'm a little less so now. Um, what I would say is that any story, any news story that is still going to matter in five years— you will not be able to avoid finding out about it yeah like that's
2: that's what I'd say like we're not going to miss something by not following the trends your your anything yeah. that actually matters is gonna boil to the surface at some point
0: right, yeah, I mean, if you have one news app on your phone, you will get a push alert about it like it will happen like there's or it'll be on the banner of any news page or, or whatever like you get the amount of news that you need to know just to like if you want to follow like the brut like the broad scope of history as it's happening, the amount of information it takes to do that is actually really low. It actually takes a very minimal amount because most of the stuff that's reported on quote-unquote news sites is analysis parading itself as news. It's not actually giving you any meaningful information. Um, It's just somebody's opinion about it. Yeah, I was thinking about, I'm thinking about this in terms of the election cycle coming up, Mm -hmm. and how
1: for the next 12 months, 11 months now anyway, we're going to be inundated with political entertainment, Mm -hmm. political theater. And what I, I I can't remember when the last time was I watched a presidential election. I don't watch them, Mm -hmm. because I find them to be an an incredible waste of time. I would would gladly and have gone back and read the transcripts. I would much rather read it because what I what I found, though, and what's been very frustrating to me.
0: Oh, are you talking about like a debate? Yeah. Okay.
1: Presidential yeah. debates, yeah. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know what I said. That's you said I election. Oh, yeah, well, yes, the election. But the debates and the running, up, running mm. up to it. like I'm much more interested in the substance of what someone has to say. Mm-hmm. But if you were to go back and take away the visual, the video, mm-hmm. and take away the bombast of the the arguing and the just the entertainment, which is – in my opinion all it's boiled down to now very light on substance yeah if you actually say they say what's your plan to
0: address this you know fill in the blank issue it's very well, i'm going to create a task force and we're going to find the best solution for america <laughs> yeah and <laughs> which
1: yeah plays well in hollywood but in terms yeah. of like the issues i care about
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i don't have I like I, I don't see any value in that. That's that's like at least to me, that's bad entertainment. That's like dude perfect. It's like there's no redeeming mm-hmm. aspect to it. And some people really they care and they're motivated, and they want to know about it and they and I would say, Well, I've got my I've got my things. It just doesn't happen to be that that I just say, I think this is just entertainment.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: there's really not much you're gonna affect or do or benefit from right now.
0: Right. So, um, to boil all this down, um, if we think about entertainment and like what what's going on when we watch something or we uh, partake of consume entertainment in some way, um, like wh- how would you how would you summarize like what's happening in inter- when we consume entertainment and how that ought to change our overall perspective toward it?
1: What's happening? I think. I'm going to tell you a story, Tim. Okay. We had a conversation off uh, off air where Tim said he hated when people answered questions with stories, mm-hmm. but here I am going to do the very thing that Tim loathes. So parables are okay. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I listened to. I had a lot of music that I listened to. A lot of just hip hop and rap. That's mm-hmm. just what I listened to. And I was a very rebellious, bad kid. You know, to the extent that. My mom called the police on me, wanted them to come take me away. She was very fed up with hmm. me as a resident in her house. And this was in elementary school. Oh, wow. This wasn't like, by the time I got into sports in middle school and high school, I was less trouble at home. But there was really quite a lot of trouble. Anyway, one time I came home and all of my CDs were gone.
0: Hmm.
1: No nothing. I had no explanation, no uh, note, no argument. No, nothing. My mom had just taken all of my entertainment Hmm. and thrown it away. And she told me that's what she did. So I went and started looking through the trash, and she's like, you're not going to find it there. I took it to work and threw it in the dumpster. It's gone, (laughs) gone. Like, gone, gone, gone. gone. It's completely removed. Hmm. And I thought, man, I was so angry as a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. But what my, you're like, why would your mom, some of us are like, ha ha, that's great. Your mom was, you know, and I, I've come to be thankful for what my mom did. But the answer to your question is in why did my mom do that? Not a Christian, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not anything trying to be Christian. Why Mm -hmm. would she do something like that? Well, because she understood that implicitly that I was being affected greatly by what I was consuming Mm -hmm. and she worked two full-time jobs and was not around to, Govern or police my consumption day to day. So she just solved the problem the way she was able to solve the problem, mm-hmm. which was to throw it all away. Yeah, we never argued about it. <laughs> we ne- there wasn't this big long protracted issue. It was just gone because mm-hmm. she's like this kid is trouble, and I think that the things that he's being influenced by are harmful, and mm-hmm. that's going to be the end of that. And so, if you're If your nose or if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. When it comes to entertainment, I think at some point you have to look at yourself and say, what is it that I'm doing right now? What is it that's going on right here? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I need to get away from this. And if that's what's going on, then you need to pluck pluck your eye out. You need to run away from it like Joseph did from Potiphar's wife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you'll find over time after you go through withdrawal, which is probably a very real thing uh, when it comes to this. Is that you'll be better off for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That if you get off social media or if you stop watching the show or listening to that music or playing that video or whatever the thing is you're doing, once you get some space between you and it and you start to fill your time that you've gained with something more productive and profitable, you'll be thankful. I really do think you will. The question mm-hmm. if, if what you do is instead just say, Well, I'm just gonna stop and I'm just gonna sit here. You will inevitably fall back into what you're coming out of, or something else, and potentially something worse. Yeah. Um, it's not just pulling the weeds out of our lives; it's planting uh, good things in their place. And so, um, mm-hmm. entertainment can creep up on you. It's always going to be present and around. Uh, I've got, uh, I've had, I've had the occasion to work with some um, Amish guys, builders, and you think, oh, they're Amish. They don't. I mean. They, they they would never have I'll tell you what, as soon as they get off their little patch where there's no electricity and stuff they've got cell phones and they've got all kinds they know more about what's going on in oh, wow. the in <laughs> sports and in the and, and the news and everything else whatever they're interested in like they are very in plugged plugged in and engaged with it it's really their their wives that are mm. out of touch because their wives are not leaving the home to go out to work every day anyway we're not here to talk about Amish <laughs> sensibilities and lifestyles but um my point in bringing it up is just to say even the Amish right are not <laughs> yeah <they're laughs> who've made right. all the attempt that that we can understand in this world aside from strict monasticism to get out of the world and yet that has not proven to be a strong enough defense wow and so you have to build a a godly life and so i think the best question to ask is like what responsibilities am I is this causing me to neglect or to not take up? And where can I find those responsibilities? Who can I serve? What can I mm-hmm. build? What can I do? Um, I really wish guys that watch all these YouTube videos and TikTok reels and stuff about side hustles, I wish they'd just go try one for like and you realize it's actually really hard work. Like yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that money doesn't two thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars a month doesn't just fall down out of heaven like manna mm-hmm. because you decided you were going to try. Yeah, that no. you actually have to really go work. Like get off the internet and go try it. If you actually think it's that good of an idea, go try it. It'd probably be better for you, and you'd learn more doing it than you would watching videos about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like hard work, but it's good advice, Pastor. This <laughs> <It's> conversation <laughs> I had with my
1: son just recently. <laughs>
0: <coughs> that can't be the answer it's hard but
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what I asked him is I said I said honey if something costs 20 bucks would you just throw your 20 bucks at somebody because because you felt like it or do you care about your 20 bucks and do you want to see real value for what you're what you're buying So yeah I don't just throw my money around I said how many people have to throw their 20 bucks at you for you to make $2,000 a month he's like 100 I'm like yeah, not a hundred. Is that right? Can yeah, you do my math? Right. Yeah, I can do my math. I was all wrong. Sorry. And uh I said, so so you have to convince a hundred of you. That's right now, three zeros.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, you have to you have to get a hundred of you to be willing to give you your twenty bucks. I said, doesn't that sound a lot like work? Huh. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not gonna happen in five hours a, a week. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to go work it. And you can do it. And you're going to have to work at it. And I would rather you do that than continue to watch reels, having some guy tell you all of the, how easy it is and all the successes without telling you all of the failures and all of the downsides and all of the risks
0: mm-hmm.
1: and all the guys that didn't make it. And we talked about the 1849 gold rush, mm-hmm. which they, my kids have been studying it, and they were studying in history class. I said, what happened to those guys? most of them just they didn't strike it rich right yep a lot of them died so that's what life's like entertainment will not ever depict that for you right so Mm -hmm. get out go try it learn it you'll you'll be better off